technologies of the fourth industrial revolution, such as big data, artificial intelligence, it's being mobilized in countries around the world to try to fight the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, For example, to track patients and increase diagnostic rates. So the question then would be, can the pandemic actually serve as an accelerator for the fourth industrial revolution? And what can a country like South Korea do to adapt to this new environment? So we're going to find out more. We have on the line Professor Kim So-young, Director of Korea Policy Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution and Dean of the Graduate School of Science and Technology Policy at Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology, better known as KAIST. Hello. Hello. Professor Kim, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, First question, how will the uh, COVID-19 pandemic accelerate or maybe even hinder the uh, fourth industrial revolution? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess there's very broad consensus among experts and also policymakers that the COVID-19 crisis will accelerate fourth industrial revolution to a full bloom instead of hindering the fourth industrial revolution because, as you know, there are a lot of opportunities for fourth industrial revolution technologies, very critical for non-contact services. We are using AI, big data, or IoT, or even 3D to make diagnosis kits and also track patients and even virtual reality to be used in online education as well. So it seems that... um, it's more likely to uh, promote instead of uh, uh, hindering the fourth industrial revolution. Some people uh, worry about a dystopian future, Professor Kim. Oh, the robots are going to take over. They're going to steal all our jobs. Um, uh, in what ways do you think the, the fourth industrial revolution will affect jobs? And, and how will the uh, coronavirus outbreak change that? It's a very uh, interesting question. Uh, In fact, the technological unemployment is not really anything new because we have always had some loss of jobs due to technological Mm -hmm. changes. And as you know, uh, already the famous Oxford report a few years ago predicted about 47% of U.S. jobs are actually at the risk of automation. But then uh, we need to really find out the right mechanism mechanism underlying technological unemployment. Mostly this is due to labor-saving machines or processes Mm -hmm. being developed. So, in fact, economists agree that technological change can cause short-term job losses, but it's quite controversial whether it, in the end, will cause the long-term decline in employment because there may be some new jobs also arising from new technological innovations. But then the question is, what's different, especially for the current Uh, AI-driven unemployment. And I guess the first one is um, robots now replacing not only jobs in manufacturing, but also services such as healthcare, media, or even legal professions that involve very high level of intellectual labor so that the danger of rendering humans really obsolete, not only in uh, physical labor, but also uh, very creative uh, uh, kind of functions. But then Uh, Most recently, especially related to the COVID-19 crisis, I read a very interesting article contributed by uh, the former Secretary of Labor of the U.S., who uh, served the the Obama uh, administration, uh, Professor Robert Reich, interestingly classified four types of workers uh, in the face of this COVID-19 crisis. The Mm -hmm. first one is uh, people who can still work, 
uh, basically with only just a laptop. So these are professionals, managerial, and technical workers. Right. Well, approximately uh, 35% of the workforce, they can put in long hours with their laptops and uh, Zoom conferences. So they are more or less uh, uh, keeping their jobs because uh, uh, they are anyway, they can work anywhere mm. and anytime. But then the second category of workers would be what's called uh, the essentials, uh, who are about 30% of workers, for example, nurses, home care, child care workers, right. and food processes, and police officers, and firefighters. Uh, they are very crucial workforce, especially in times of the crisis like this. But then they are very vulnerable to all these risks. And then the third category would be the unpaid. So now, as you know, we are reaching just record high unemployment rates, not only in the U.S., but also in Korea and everywhere. And they are really at the risk of short-term and long-term unemployment. And finally, more or less the forgotten who include people, for example, uh, illegal immigrants or undocumented mm. children who are even uh, who even have a hard time just uh, get getting tested. So the COVID-19 crisis obviously uh, is adding more to the potentially technologically driven unemployment in the face of all right. these automation risks. And I know, I know that in years past, there's been this kind of refrain, uh, largely from the tech sector. You got to just learn to code. If everyone can learn to code, then you're going to have a job for life. And maybe that's practical. Maybe that's not uh, for everyone involved. Uh, in terms of government policy, can you just talk about uh, the Korean New Deal, how that per- pertains to the fourth industrial revolution and, and uh, what the blueprint uh, in your view is? Mm-hmm. Well, uh the, the Korean New Deal has been uh, talked around for quite a few weeks. It's not just the, the president's message right. on Sunday. There have been some changes uh, and some different nuances, but I guess the critical component is essentially to build back better uh, once this crisis is over. But how do we build back better? It's not just about increasing the quantity of uh, uh, the infrastructure, which is, has been very typical after each uh, economic recession. But now the focus is the quality of uh, the infrastructure so that we use more uh, technologies, more digital uh, uh, technologies to upgrade our infrastructure in the face of non-contact society. So uh, this is very uh, critical difference from the previous uh, government measures uh, uh, against uh, economic recessions. But then now my concern is uh, it seems to be covering only one of the three components of uh, Roosevelt's New Deal, which is uh, the Korean government is uh, trying to model after. Uh, one was, of course, the recovery effort, and that's, right. uh, uh, again, digital infrastructure and smart upgrading of the old infrastructure. But then the other two components, uh, which are not necessarily related directly to the first industrial revolution because these are relief efforts, mm. which is essentially providing uh, safe nets and also reforms of many social institutions, economic institutions, which actually goes far beyond the scope of the first industrial revolution. But still, these are critical to make the the first industrial revolution really relevant to the recovery effort. 
Yeah, so it, it's not Franklin Roosevelt's uh, coming out of the Great Depression uh, type of New Deal. You can't just kind of copy and paste uh, that policy uh, to today's uh, situation. If you could wave a magic wand or if you were uh, suddenly uh, uh, President Moon Jae-in's chief advisor for implementing New Deal policies, what would be your policy recommendations for uh, first uh, boosting the economy but also promoting this uh, uh, 4ID I- into the country and helping the uh, society uh, thrive? Mm-hmm. Well. Oh, that's a really big question. Yeah. Uh, 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 so I guess we should start with the recognition that uh, Industry 4.0 or the first industrial revolution uh, and also the COVID-19 are both uh, untreated territory or untrodden road for any country in the world so that the South Korean government can actually be doing something like a global-scale past experiment uh, by showcasing some of the best uh, effort to address this uh, COVID-19 crisis with uh, the technologies we have at hand. So we need to really think of how we can leverage the fourth industrial revolution technologies in a way to minimize conflicts across different ministries or different sectors or different groups in the society. As you know, there are many uh, debates about uh, the pros and cons of technological innovations because there are losers and also winners mm-hmm. of these technologies. So what's very critical is to really coordinate or craft a new deal about new technologies uh, in a way that the losers uh, can be compensated for their potential risks or harms uh, by the winners of these technologies and industries. So my uh, recommendation at this point, because I'm not real advisor, (laughs) so (laughs) could not be uh, specific, but overall, Mm. uh, for example, what about building a new institute really covering the whole range of uh, infectious diseases uh, research and uh, management? Uh, There is a controversy about which ministry has to uh, take responsibility. This is so, so old way of conflict. Uh, which we have to overcome at this particularly trying time. Just, we only have about 30 seconds, but uh, Andrew Yang, as you know, uh, the former presidential candidate in the U.S., uh, called for UBI as one of the solutions because there's simply, uh, you mentioned the losers, uh, there's just simply people who will not be able to work in a a new economy like that. Is that viable uh, for an option here in Korea? Uh, You mean the the income, the universal income? Universal basic income, right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we are not using that term right now for okay. this emergency uh, uh, assistance. Right. But it's very sooner or later, I guess we will be talking about it at very practical okay. level. And just last Sunday, as right. you know, Professor Moon pointed out the necessity of mm-hmm. covering the whole yeah. uh, workers, regardless of permanently or temporarily employed. Right. Well, uh, we are unfortunately out of time. We could talk for a lot longer. But Professor Kim Soyoung, thank you so much for your insights. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good uh, morning.